0: Welcome to episode 139 of Junk Filter. My name is Jesse Hawken, and my returning guest is Corey Attad. He's a Toronto-based film writer whose work has appeared at Defector and many other outlets. Corey, welcome back to the show.
1: Happy to be back.
0: Our subject for today is the new Christopher Nolan film, How to Blow Up a Timeline, starring Killian <laughs> Murphy, Emily Blunt, and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs>
1: It would have been a good t- it would have been a good title. Corey, the movies are back. They're back.
0: This was a huge weekend for
1: cinema. Barbenheimer. It's taken over the world.
0: Well, we mean to cover a lot of ground on our discussion. We'll keep our Barbie chat to a minimum and concentrate on Oppenheimer. Beyond the film itself, we're gonna talk about film formats, the state of the film industry, the Christopher Nolan redemption arc. And hopefully we can work in some tenant and Bane jokes over the course of our conversation.
1: Yes, yes.
0: For instance, Oppenheimer is not the first Nolan movie that has a big climax involving a nuclear bomb going off. Yeah, it's true. There are several moments in this movie where I thought about Batman, and I don't mean that as a slight against Nolan, uh, but I couldn't help – maybe it was me trying to cheer myself up. (laughs) <laughs> while watching this
1: incredibly
0: bleak and depressing film.
1: No, I mean there's a whole scene where he uh he actually well technically he's getting out of a uniform, uh getting out of his uh his military uniform and putting on his his own suit and and jacket and hat and takes his pipe and it's shot from behind like a real hero shot. It's totally Batman. It's it's amazing.
0: There are some scenes early on where Oppenheimer's at, like, parties where, you know, they're talking about communism or something. And uh, women are talking to him and sort of, you know, confiding in him about stuff. And I kept waiting for uh, Florence Pugh to say, there's a storm coming, Mr. Oppenheimer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he it, it's, it, it's funny you say that because it's like those – those party sequences—it must just be something about the way he writes that ha- it almost has like a pulpy energy to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like people don't at parties don't just talk to each other like normal people. They they have these kinds of like contentious wars of words or something. There, there's a there's like a, a tension in there. Um, you know, it, it's it's like a film noir or something. It's uh, it, it's great. I yeah, it's very Batman. It's totally Dark Knight Rises. <laughs>
0: And, uh, you know, I'm on the record as uh, vastly preferring The Dark Knight Rises to the other films in the Dark Knight trilogy. And uh, Corey and I have a friendship that basically was born from making Bane jokes on Twitter.
1: Yeah, it's nothing but Bane jokes. The fire (laughs) rises.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the opening credits were The Fire Rises, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, that's true. The movie that I was thinking about a lot while watching the movie and haven't really stopped thinking about since – is the debt that Nolan owes to Nicholas Rogue for the man mm. who fell to Earth. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. read that um, Bowie's look in that movie was inspirational for Killian Murphy, but I think the, the resemblance goes beyond that to me because uh, the man who fell to Earth is about this alien uh, who tries to uh, save his own planet, uses science and introduces all this incredible scientific knowledge to the human race mm-hmm. and is betrayed by the government, and you know the technology that he uses gets turned into commodities, and uh, you know, and and the ravages of capitalism, and what he winds up doing is uh, losing the planet. At the end, he's a he's a sad alcoholic. He no longer yeah. has the power that he once had. He's wearing the same fucking hat that Killian Murphy's wearing at the end of Oppenheimer. And it has the same ending. And Robert Downey looks a lot like Buck Henry in the Manifeld Earth. He's playing the same kind of guy.
1: And he's even got
0: the same glasses that sort of amplifies eyeballs. Anyway, and I love the Manifeld Earth, but I think one of the reasons why Oppenheimer touched me so much is because of the connections, because Nolan's a guy who goes back and forth between historical films and science fiction. And I think Mm -hmm. in a really sort of subtle way, he's tied up the science fiction ideas to American history.
1: One of his favorite movies is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which um, also has David Bowie and Bowie's in the prestige and Bowie's in the prestige. He worked, he said it's like one of the great kind of uh, great honors of his life was that he got to work with Bowie on the prestige. He, you know, Nolan doesn't quite have the, again, he doesn't quite have the poetry uh, uh, that Nick rogue had when, when he was firing an all cylinder, you know, he made some not so great movies, but um but yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. That's such a good point. It's it's so similar.